Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Aviation Mentors. Today, we're going to be talking about some popular Reddit questions that are going around. And Brand's actually not able to join us today. He's going to be in uh, Florida until, I think, late this afternoon. So you guys get to hear me on this lovely Friday. So let's jump into it with some of the questions from Reddit. The first one is, what should I do when I get lasered? I got lasered for the first time when I was flying and wanted to know what I should do in the future. So when someone mentions getting lasered, usually they're referring to a situation where a laser beam is either intentionally or unintentionally pointed at your aircraft. It can actually be incredibly dangerous for pilots as that bright light can actually temporarily blind them potentially cause them to lose control of the aircraft, especially if you can't see. So if you find yourself in this situation, the first thing you should do is notify ATC uh, or a flight service station of the incident. So they're able to alert the other aircraft in the area and potentially locate the source of the laser beam. And it's important to keep your eyes on your instruments and do not look at that laser beam, even as bright as it is, can actually refract off of your windows, uh, whether they're glass or plexiglass, and it can further impair your vision. So do not look at it, and also don't just close your eyes. That, that's another common one when something super bright is in your eyes. Um, just focus on your instruments and just keep flying. And if you experience any vision impairment or other symptoms, uh, such as a headache or nausea, go and seek some medical attention as soon as you land because it is bright light right in your eyes, so bad things can happen. Uh, you should also report the incident to the FAA, even local law enforcement, because pointing a laser at an aircraft is a federal crime, and it's a federal crime for a reason. So to prevent the situation from occurring in the first place, it's pretty important to be aware of that potential for laser strikes, especially at night, and take steps to minimize that risk. So if there's places that are reporting laser strikes, don't fly over them because they're likely to continue. Maintain situational awareness during your flight. And the next question is, what are some of the common radio mistakes that student pilots make, or even private pilots make, and what can I do to avoid them? You know, effective radio communication, it's super critical if we're going to be safe and efficient pilots. But it can be a challenge for student pilots who are still learning how to do everything. Fortunately, you know, practicing over and over and writing things down are two huge ways that you can improve your radio communications. When I was just learning how to fly, I was having such a big issue. The first time I talked to approach, I just forgot immediately what I was going to say as soon as I hit that push to talk button. So for the next 10, 15, 20 hours, I was writing down word for word what I was going to say from my tail number, even though it was right in front of me on a placard. I was writing down my tail number, what I was going to say, everything. And I was just going to read off that sheet until it became second nature. So you have to remember the people you're talking to are just normal people like you and me. They just have a job to do and their job is to keep you safe and they can't keep you safe unless you're communicating effectively. So you have to speak at a moderate pace and really enunciate your words. So don't speak too quickly. Don't speak unclearly. Those are two of the really big mistakes that people make. They're just trying to get through it and talk really fast. And when you talk fast, you don't pronounce the things that you need to. That's why we say things like niner or tree or fife uh, like we're supposed to for nine, three, and five because those things can all sound like other things. And we just want to make sure that the message is clear. So to try and speak at a moderate pace, just take a deep breath and don't rush. You're trying to communicate effectively what you're trying to do. 
Another mistake people make is using improper phraseology. So radio communication and aviation, it's highly standardized. There's specific phrases and terminology that we use to ensure clear and effective communication. Student pilots may be prone to using non-standard phraseology or incorrect terminology just because they don't know it yet. So a good way to do it is to study the AIM. It has a long list of things that you can and can't say um, and what it should sound like. And another book is one that I recommend to a lot of other student pilots is uh, Say Again, Please. So it's a book all about radio communications with ATC and what it should sound like and what to expect and how to improve. Another thing is not listening carefully. So effective radio communication, you know, it's a two-way street. They're talking to you, you're talking to them. And it's important for pilots to listen to all radio communications very carefully and also to be able to pick out your tail number and when they're talking to you. So student pilots might be pretty prone to tuning out or not paying close attention to radio messages um, and only hearing part of it or mishearing it. And uh, that causes issues and uh, safety issues. So to correct that, just make a conscious effort to listen for your tail number, practice it, and additionally, make sure to repeat back the important instructions. Especially during flight training, your instructor will be on the ropes with you. So they'll tell you what's important, what you do and do not need to say back. If they're telling you the wind, you don't need to say it back. But if they're telling you caution, weight, turbulence, that's something you need to repeat back. Make sure everyone's on the same page. And the third question we have for today is, what should I do after I have my private pilot and I'm preparing to fly to new airports? So flying to an unfamiliar airport, it's super exciting, but it's also really challenging for pilots who just got their private pilot and you haven't really gone too many places. You've gone your solo cross country. You may have gotten on some other dual cross countries, but you're not really experienced and you haven't really flown to a lot of new places. So there's a lot of proper preparation and planning that can minimize the challenges that you're gonna face uh, and also ensure a safe and enjoyable flight. That's the whole reason you're doing it. You wanna have a fun flight. You wanna experience new things, but you really wanna be safe. So the biggest thing is reviewing your airport information. Before you go and fly to an unfamiliar airport, review everything, runway length, elevation, potential hazards. Uh, try and get a good idea of what it looks like where you're flying into. You can look at the airport facility directory, the AFD, or databases that are online, like ForeFlight, SkyVector. You can even go and look on your flight simulator if you have one. I actually flew on a flight simulator to airports before I went and flew to them. So before I went to Kern Valley, before I went to Chandler, before I went to Sacramento, I did the flight on the flight simulator. Try and get an idea of what it looks like, where I'm going. Try and get some visual cues because I'm not familiar with that place. I've obviously trained in Southern California, so flying outside of it. I'm not familiar with it. I don't know what I'm looking at, don't know what I'm looking for. So trying to get visual cues. And that also helps with planning your route. Something that is very important, not just getting in the plane and taking off. Once you've reviewed all the airport info, plan your route carefully. Make sure you're avoiding potential hazards, especially weather, especially terrain. Depends on what kind of plane you're flying and how high you're flying, but terrain can absolutely be a big issue and something you need to plan for ahead of time. So consider using those navigational aids that we learned in our flight training, like VORs or GPS waypoints to guide you to that airport. And it's always good to have a backup plan as well. So make sure you have an alternate airport that you want to go to in case there's weather, in case the airport's closed, which can happen. Uh, it's something we don't plan for, but airports can be closed if there's an emergency landing right ahead of you. So it's happened to me before where the airport I was going to was closed and I had to go to the airport next to it. So 
have a plan to divert so you're not scrambling for information last second. And I'd also recommend asking other local pilots. Ask pilots around you at your airport. Say, hey, I'm going to go fly here this weekend. Have you flown there? What do you think of it? Uh, is there anything I should be aware of? Like flying into Kern Valley, be aware that it's a little bit of a steep hill on both sides of the airport. And uh, you have to fly in a very particular way to get there safely. So asking other pilots and flying that ahead of time with a pilot is another recommendation. So consider getting to check out flight with an instructor if you're particularly nervous about flying to an unfamiliar airport. And above all else, just take your time. When you're flying to an unfamiliar airport, don't rush that process. You're going to get there when you get there. And if you don't get there the day you plan on it, then there's always another time you can try. So don't try and rush past weather. Don't try and rush the plane not being ready to fly. Don't try and rush yourself not being ready to fly. So getting into aviation, it's really going to open up a world of questions. Most of them being questions that you can't just go and Google. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask other pilots for advice. Other pilots are happy to talk to you. That's the most wonderful thing about this community in aviation is pilots are willing to help each other because everyone is in the same point you're in currently. As always, if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. You can reach me at Mr. Martini Guy, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV17. And of course, as we prefer, reach us on our email, Brandon at AviationMentors.com or Carson at AviationMentors.com. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.